because of the fact that it's like two shows smashed into one. And yeah. It's not just following the same formula, but a little to the left. It's like, <laughs> hey, do you want to watch two shows at once and not be satisfied with either one? Do you like two plot lines at the same time? Uh, you? Oh, we're gonna have a talk about this. <laughs> and with that. Oh no. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You said something really bad. To the Big Bad Beetle Bros. I'm Cam. I'm Nick. I'm Ryan, and once again, we didn't go over the format, but I guess whenever there's a guest, that is going to be the standard where I say it, and then the the next person says it. You're on the show we... every week. Just say who you are. Dude, if, introduce if the I, guest. If I knew who I was, you wouldn't be having guests. Uh, yeah, I'm Ryan. And I'm Griffin. Our special guest, which we've mentioned before, he's been a a long-time fan, uh, long-time viewer, first-time caller, Uh, (laughs) he's done a lot of work for us, Uh, we didn't demand it of him, so we don't have to pay him, and uh, there you go. (laughs) No, no, I'm happy to to do this. He's got merch merch on the way, though. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Plushies of, of Nick, specifically, I hope. God. If only. <laughs> Ryan just wants one for himself. He wants one for free because he's like, I'm on. I mean, I'm on the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he wants. He deserve it. <laughs> the primo princess, prima donna, pussy queen ass bitch. Ryan only fans confirmed. Ew. <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> you mean like confirmed four episodes ago when I gave it out and you couldn't hear it because I distorted the microphone. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Since I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) nobody listening besides my family actually knows who I am. Um, (laughs) Samesies. Yeah. Uh, My name is Drew Griffin. I'm from Seattle, Washington. And I I would say there might be a few people listening that know about, that are listening now that are from my YouTube channel that I started in 2007. Oh, and that was yeah, 13 years ago. Yeah, for to, I'm older than 13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go and on. yeah, and I made videos about Ninja Warrior and the Japanese version of Ninja Warrior Sasuke for I don't know 10 years on and off, and uh, actually got to meet a few Ninja Warrior fans a few years ago, and uh, so. San Francisco. Yeah, I went to a Ninja Warrior event, actually met um, one of the Japanese competitors there. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Nagano. Yeah. You've heard of uh, Nagano? That's my favorite breakfast, dude. Yep. Nice. Yeah, well, you know, Nagano, the the uh, the fisherman who uh, was on Sasuke for 16 years wow. and uh, visited America a few times because he was popular overseas, in fact. Um Everyone loved watching him on Ninja Warrior, along with his friends. Uh, he retired from the Japanese version, Sasuke, a, f- a few years ago. But uh, yeah, I got to meet him, and that was really cool. And the reason that event was so significant for me was people actually recognized me from my uh, my YouTube stuff. 
Um, Holy fuck. No, this can't be. Cameron, you didn't tell me he was more famous than us. <laughs> <laughs> that, should, that should always be assumed. I was going to say, I, I always mean, was. Binky was our last guest. He's Binky. more famous than us. <laughs> Probably. That's fair. I should, you're right. I shouldn't assume. B- uh, Binky no. and Jacob, that's the, the same person? or am I Same man. Yeah, yeah man. okay. Sorry. Yeah. We use them interchangeably on accident. Your first subscriber. Yeah. Yep. What a great guy. Um, yep. True blue to the end. Basically, um, I don't want to toot my horn here, but toot I toot. think over the past few years, um, it made me realize that um, a lot of the American Ninja Warriors we have now, that um, the reason it's gotten so popular, like it's almost become like a household name, that show. And, oh, yeah. uh, Honestly, the way these people responded to me and and said, "Yo, yo, hey Griffin," it's like, "Oh, you know who I am." Like, what's it, up? Uh, you wanna you wanna take your pants off? Like, show us a little song, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know groupies come with the territory, man. It's okay, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but someone actually told me when I got back from that. They told me um, on the fan forum that. Um, they they think that I actually played a part in had a hand in making this show a uh, kind of popular in America too because I did a oh, lot yeah. of commentary on the Japanese one that um I just I, it's gotten really big here in America and um, I'd like to believe that yeah I had a hand in making that happen well yeah I mean dude like think about uh, obviously uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged is like they grew to so much more than they could ever want to be, let alone yeah. hope or dream. But like, yeah. yeah, it all starts off like that helped kind of refresh people's interest in Dragon Ball. And I, I feel like Dragon Ball abridged uh, a huge amount of popularity kind of helped and bring back uh, Dragon Ball Super or, yeah. you know, bring about that. So like, yeah, dude, totally. The small things, you get a small community that's passionate about something and it just grows and it's crazy what could happen after that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. And even with, with, well, with like, us, obviously we're beetle bros, but right. Well, you know, but... something cool like Ninja Warrior, <laughs> but even, right. even with, even with, with Beetleborgs, like, uh, Griffin, I know you, you've done like B fighter videos and stuff for you know mm-hmm. a, a little while, like a little while longer than we've been doing anything like this, but yeah. just the, like, I don't know the last, maybe two or three years Beetleborgs has kind of like had a, a not a renaissance because it's not like power Rangers where, you know, they have a big 25th anniversary or something and everybody goes back to MMPR, but <laughs> like the subreddit is fairly new. And until we posted on it a few years or like last year, there were the last post was like three years ago. And now there's like a Beetleborgs core meme page on facebook there's uh like the metal heroes subreddit is posting beetleborgs and b fighter stuff again there's yeah. um i mean there there's your buddy that's done uh some metal hero subs uh and then yeah. there's a handful of other guys doing fan subs of specifically b fighter kabuto mostly uh the, the later mm-hmm. season yeah, especially but, speaking of that one person that was like, hey, you know, if there are any voice actors, hit me up. And you gave them my email and I haven't heard jack shit since then. Yeah, especially those guys. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> guys like that. But yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think like doing even little things like this just like calls attention to it. I mean, hell, like Gabe posts, you know, 
one or two posts maybe a year about his time on the show and people like flip shit like because you just never right. see stuff about it and everybody's like oh yeah i remember that show like and then they start talking about it again watch it on netflix and make a podcast uh <laughs> yeah podcasts make the world go round to and fro that's how it goes but yeah let's uh let's jump into the episode because this one was all oh, right that's why we're here yeah this one was yeah. a doozy uh Dude, and i'm telling you it's it, so far it's two out of six i'm pretty sure it's gonna be the next four are also gonna be doozies it's getting nuts guys it's getting wild yeah you gotta find the proper dues level of each one right we don't want to od on dues that is a very dangerous thing make sure see this is why this is why people need to familiarize themselves with narcan and its uh positive influence because you know what it's always good to have on hand sometimes you get too much doozy and it gives you in a floozy man now i forget narcan which magnivore is that um it's the one with the dreads right yes that's the one yeah that's it the robot guy that's right that guy, officer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, speaking of officers, we open on a riot going on outside of Zoom Comics. <laughs> and what's this one called, Cam? Uh, <laughs> the Rise. Oh, the episode. Right. Yeah. I should say the episode title. <laughs> oh, like, no, what? I was waiting to see if he'd remember it too. <laughs> I was like, wait, fuck, what's the name of what? Right. I'm glad we evidently split yes. on that because I'm like, oh, what is a good name to name these riots that isn't offensive? <laughs> episode 27, Rise of the Blasterborg. The erection of the Blasterborg, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, get erect. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the Blasterborg was doing some rising throughout this episode. So. Uh, and last it's week. rising <laughs> overflowing problematic systematic dramatic god damn it there's a riot going out, outside this. I know I did uh, outside of zoom comics <laughs> because uh, they're like they're having a sale because I guess last week they had that big sign up that said that they, they were having a sale oh they, right um, we made fun of it because yeah. it was a really weird choice of signage <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a yeah. Yeah, shoddily made sign, but that's fine. This is uh, the payoff for that setup. Yeah, there <laughs> right. was a, there's actual payoff for that setup, and I barely remembered it. But the fact that it's there is so substantial. <laughs> yeah, right. it's uh, more important than you would believe it to be. <laughs> right. And uh, we jump in, and they are uh, they're like selling out a comic so fast. They're they've got to it's one copy per customer. Yeah, if you're lucky right right well that's that that's later on those yeah but that what's i forgot what to say yeah uh he's buying the comics for vic trip and van what i find interesting is that these these comics are apparently so coveted that these townsfolks don't even shut up when they're inside the store they're just they get in the door and it's just like beetleborgs beetleborgs i it's like shut up you know? on the podcast. <laughs> yeah it's the yeah. version of the rabble rabble sound from south park <laughs> yeah it's it's a yeah. ridiculous hype for presumably the only large comic property in the entire in that universe or at least yeah. I, I don't know maybe in the charterville, area. Yeah, maybe charterville just has an unnatural inclination for for beetleborgs comics i yeah i don't i don't know 
uh i mean yeah because i mean the whole thing starts off and the kids are fans of comics like so we don't really think oh yeah of course the whole town it's just these kids but then you kind right. of find out no they work in a comic shop and everyone fucking loves these comics and on like a new issue day everyone loses their fucking mind so it's like okay so this is a pre-existing issue like this this goes beyond any like oh it's because we have all these weird things that are like out of the comics it must be a pr stunt right like we can't headcanon that because it's already a pre-existing condition like these people are fucked up in the head if you ask me because we <laughs> bought one of those comics and i tell you what it wasn't even a beetleborgs comic there, there was like what was it batman or it was something uh, dc comic yeah, wasn't it dc yeah it yeah. was it wasn't a main it wasn't one of the big trilogy or anything like that. It was just some <laughs> random DC comic from the nineties, which you you know is quality if it's some random DC comic from the nineties. Mamma yes. mia. Yeah. <laughs> and the, well the, the the reason for that is it was it was props for the show. Well, and yeah, they, they yeah. made covers and back covers, but no actual comics. Because that's a that's kind of a separate deal that requires a budget all its own right. and artists well, yeah. and publishers, yada yada yada. We're here to make a fun cartoon. Right. Yeah, they don't they don't need to be uh uh coming up with the, the capital to create an entire production. Although they did uh originally have a deal to some extent to make comics through image because they advertised it. Uh, in a couple different magazines and then rob liefeld who's best known for his horribly disproportionate captain america uh pectorals. i was gonna say uh, that yes. name sounds familiar yep. yeah well he was one one of the original <laughs> artists for deadpool too uh, but he was he was gonna oh, be the God, artist for the beetleborgs comic and there's there's a couple pieces of art of him of his of the the suits and it looks really cool uh but yeah that didn't i guess happen. it works that the beetle uh <laughs> uh yes get the word the bros the <laughs> borgs borgs jesus i couldn't think of a name just the bro or the bro or yeah ryan just had a stroke it's okay <laughs> all right but anyone else smell burnt toke <laughs> I'm about five minutes away. I might be able to make it to you in time. <laughs> <laughs> Nick? <laughs> oh, no. We jump in, and Josh, of course, is in the crowd because he loves the comics, too, because everybody does. Yeah. And we get the amazing shot of Heather standing and just immediately uh, giving the hard eyes to, to Josh. And yeah. Drew just, like, peeks from behind her and gives just the, the angriest oh. mean mug stare. It's yeah. beautiful. The <laughs> dark, the dark side I sense in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely giving little Annie vibes right now. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. looking at him like a youngling. <laughs> yeah, and uh, right for slaughter. They just kind of like go right back to their uh, like. It's not even a love triangle. It's just Heather and Josh obviously having a relationship, and Drew not being able to let go, mm. and. Nor Tripper Van. Nor Tripper Van, and yeah. they're they're also pissed about it, and they're having Dudley. Was he holding their place in line, or was he? Yeah, uh, yeah. He was, they have Dudley yeah. hold their place in line. Uh, they actually say his name like half the time. I feel like they don't give Dudley any respect. So yeah, that's a good sign. At half least. the time, that's generous. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Even when saying his name, they they don't really. <laughs> that's true. Uh, while this is all happening, all of a sudden, like there's a siren going off, and Dudley has a war flashback, and. He's like, no, that's the, what was it, the civil siren? Is that what he called it? It's civil- the, I, I rewound it just to see what he calls it, and it's the civil defense alarm. Civil yeah. defense alarm, which uh, 
I, I like okay. I like that that's a thing. I wish we'd heard it before now. Well, because, they they yeah. just got yeah. to implementing it. And, you know, it takes time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it just it <laughs> the just system took, just got built. Yeah. yeah, it just took twenty seven weeks of monsters attacking. You everyone. know how IT is. <laughs> you know, I'm dragging their ass. That's true. Now, uh, the well, town really of quick. Wilson. Really quick, Nano has a nice line here, a mo nice moment where she actually takes charge and says, "No, only one copy per customer if you're lucky." Oh yeah. So they yeah. put yeah. she kind of puts those douchebags in their place. Yeah. Because yeah. they yeah they hand her like this huge roll of money and they're like, "Yeah, we'll take like every fucking thing you have, you piece of shit." Yeah. Why? <laughs> so you can sell it outside for twice the price. Right. They're scalpers. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I wouldn't put it past them at all. Yeah. No, <laughs> no you, you you can see the looks on their faces too. Or it's Treated. like, oh, they got us. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely what the plan was. It was kind of a gotcha moment for Drew. Um, yeah. yeah. That, and that then and then the alarm. Yeah, then, then the siren goes off. Uh yep. Dud Dudley announces what it is. And, and then get, it's like an earthquake. Yeah, we get some like really good shots of like typically even when like the Magnavore jets attack, we get basic like shaky cam footage of charterville of like the generic shots from the opening mm -hmm. uh, but we actually get some like good shots of like shit falling down in the comic shop and everybody panicking and running it, yeah we get a whole bunch of fresh shit this episode yeah, it's nice and, oh yeah and griffin pointed out like pretty early on that there's a crap ton of extras in this episode that that the only episode i think would rival the number of extras they had was the comic-con episode mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. convention dimension because i mean they're easily between now and then a little bit later when the town's getting attacked like i don't know what 25 to 50 extras cycling out probably just changing outfits but at yeah. least like 20 people easily in mm -hmm. in a single scene uh between the ride outside and then the uh inside the comic shop and everybody panicking you i like would... that you still call out the riot oh yeah that's yeah. what it is uh <laughs> Ryan, I think you pointed out, like, they're presumably somewhere in California, and it doesn't yeah, appear they know. From what we've established before in prior episodes, it's been, like, pretty assumed. Because it's filming in a, a fucking, like, an orchard in California, right? Yes, yeah. it's filmed in so, LA. Like, so it, it, everything has that very uh, California vibe, so it's assumed that they're in, uh, what was it, Coolsville, uh Charterville. Charterville. Um, and so you'd think that they'd be used to earthquakes because, you know, especially like <laughs> LA, as you know, uh, anyone, any, all, all half of our, not, not half of the total number, all 0.5 of one whole listener that lives in LA can attest. <laughs> Sorry, well, I, viewer. That's viewer. right. They're, viewer, they're viewers. Yeah. My bad. I always forget that they, they can see all of us, the entirety of us. I they, I it's forgot to wear pants. Our pants, bud. Yeah, it's that. that... I'm, I'm wearing next to nothing because it's fucking hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it it's. I don't know. It was it was really weird for them to to have an air raid siren that alerts, but not have any procedures other than panic and run out of the building. Mm -hmm. uh, Hey, now, jo uh, what was it John? What's the what's the douchebag's name? Dripping Josh. Man. Oh, Josh. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mm, Josh. Uh, now, hey, he he knows his training. He firmly grips Heather by the shoulders <laughs> in yeah, the most true. safe <laughs> passion possible. Yeah. And, and Aaron uh, 
Roland's dad dives over the mountain of comics on the uh, on the counter. That's yeah, the... yeah. I don't notice that. He, <laughs> he he just he grips he grasps the comics right away because that's the bread and butter of the store, right? His right. his mother is standing next to him, and he's like, "My comics." <laughs> it's like it's like the rich guy from Jurassic World that like. You know, when the pterodactyls oh, yeah. attack <laughs> attack the Starbucks or whatever, and just like two seconds of an, an extra grabbing his two martinis to take them inside. Yes. <laughs> I can relate to that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe may as well save them. Maybe they have health insurance, but not a uh, property insurance or something. Or the no insurance against uh, random evil yeah. robot attacks. You know because... the drill, Nano. Take the fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the whole reason this is happening is because the Shadowborg is outside just using his blaster to Ooh, literally explode yeah. entire buildings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, like, the, the the power level difference between not just Shadowborg <laughs> to a monster of the week, but Shadowborg to literally anything other than the Jets is staggering. And, right. Like, he's a, he's uh, a... He'll, he'll fire... Firecat. Firecat oh, yeah. That's blew true. shit up. Okay. It's the same stock footage for Firecat right. Shadow, I think. But I mean, I he that. he does no, it with a lot a more lot swagger. Stuff blowing right. up. I mean, he was he was actively chasing them with explosions. Like yeah. he was just decimating uh, Charterville. Yeah, you there do because um, there were the fresh fresh scenes of them running with the not like a hard cut to an explosion behind them, but like behind them. Yeah, there's well, there's, frame, there's, yeah. there's more money this time because it, it was shot as a movie. So it's right. you do get yeah. I get what Cameron's saying. It's kind of there's a sense they're taking it to the next level basically because yeah. it's a it's a movie I guess and Gabe Torres knows what he's doing. <laughs> right. And yeah. It's you remember like a lot of movies kind of like this. They they didn't do a bad job of kind of like how you know Dragon Ball uh, mainly because you know, went on so long or has been going on so long, there's that big power creep problem. Mm. It's like, it doesn't feel like a power creep here. It feels like we've had a varying level of bad guys, and all of a sudden there's this one guy that's actually a problem. And he talks yeah. the talk. Like, yeah. he does, he, he's got both, where he's obviously physically threatened because he took their powers last episode. He's literally <laughs> blowing the whole town up this episode. But he's just, they gave him the best lines that this yeah. season has... Oh, ev- he's well, so cocky. It's right. beautiful. Yeah. And the voice actor and the, the modulation they do for it is just perfect. I love uh, the effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they... I don't know what happened to the uh, uh, the writing for every other villain, and I'm sure that it's going to go away as soon as he gets killed off. But <laughs> his his ADR and the actual, like, lines, they don't, you know, matter much, but it's they're just, like genuinely menacing and uh i don't know they get deep terminator vibes yeah and he's he's out in the streets blowing shit up the kids are running uh down we get to see a bunch of fresh sets of different like a hardware store and uh Uh, the perfect perfect plumbing plumbing. yeah (laughs) (laughs) and like can't forget that dude that's hell no they're perfect yeah that's a you know a clear sign that they've got more money to throw at this shit and they're like going through, there's explosions everywhere. There's another 20 uh, extras running back and forth. Heather and Josh are running down the street holding hands and uh, they get separated by the crowd, uh, but for a minuscule amount of time. <laughs> uh, mm. This whole time, uh, 
Drew, Josh, and Roland are like darting towards. Uh, there's like I think they say like we've got a Borg, and they they head towards Shadowborg uh, for no real reason because they're kind of not entirely powerless, but largely powerless at this point. Yeah, we assume that they have because they still have their powers, like right. not their transforming, but they have their powers. So as an audience, like we think, yeah, they can take them. But then, well, yeah, then two things happen, and I don't remember the exact order, but I know uh, it's a, a sign. Roland is the first. Does the sign fall on Heather first? No, oh, yeah. It's like they get separated, cut to shadow, firing his laser, then the sign falls down. It's almost like he did it deliberately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh <laughs> is like, Heather, look out. And he like moves her out of the way, but she's still like, she like they, they miss the sign but like yeah she hurts her leg and then like, yeah you know they Presumably have their little he... moment and yeah then yeah. he takes her to somewhere yeah i guess Presumably really the most serious injury we've leg. seen of anyone i, I would yeah. assume considering an ambulance is 900 dollars, you probably carried her to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well when when it's a girl, like you know, guys will do almost anything for it, some attention. Right. It's <laughs> like a mom with her baby. The <laughs> adrenal gland just kicks in, and we activate the switch, and we just go. Yeah, yeah Josh just turned simp mode on and just went whole hog. <laughs> no, if anyone's simp mode, it is her. She is like true. every chance for, she gets. For Josh she's just admiring him hard. Yeah. Yeah, uh, someone, was it Ryan or Nick, said like, her injury was something that we haven't seen. It's just, you get the sense it's just a little more serious than it usually is on this yeah, goofy well, show. Because I, uh, I had made the joke at the time when we saw it that I was like, oh, well, great, Josh, you broke her leg. And we do find out later, whenever they go to speak with uh, Aaron and Nano, that Aaron found out about it. And he goes, she's at the hospital. We think she may have broken her leg, and I was like, "Oh, I was not trying to be serious <laughs> at right. all." Yeah. Like, there's there's actual kind of stakes, like you know, between them yeah. losing their powers, the town getting visibly destroyed, and uh, her breaking her leg. Like, I don't know. That's good. Like, there's actual, you know, there's consequences there's, to the things yeah, happening. Right, there. something yeah. we've never really faced before. Yeah, and and like another thing they've not faced before is they're actually fighting Shadowborg just with their. I guess we their civilian powers, their their leftover right. powers, and yeah. they're not yeah, morgued out. Right, Roland goes for his first thing, but he, he doesn't do an attack. He just runs off in a general direction. Yeah, and yeah. I guess as a distraction, I don't know, but yeah, he, dude, he, to confuse him, throw him off. Yeah, he, he takes like off. He doesn't even run a zigzag pattern. He's just like <laughs> jaunty stroll down the sidewalk, but two times speed. Hey, right, zigzag yeah. pattern is too predictable. <laughs> so you gotta do the unpredictable do the dumb thing run on a straight line right. i do like the line that they give roland which is try me shadowborg like he's willing to play with this guy a little bit and <laughs> it kind of makes me root for the kid yeah like yeah. it's it's definitely a, a solid thing and then he uh it, shadowborg i mean takes it would have made me root for him more if he had like done more besides run away like You'd think that a line yeah. like that would make Shadowborg be like, all right, I'll fucking chase after you or whatever. But then, like, Roland's just running, and he's like, wait, where the fuck do you go? Yeah. He, <laughs> I thought he was right. supposed to chase me. Yeah. He you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just, yeah. Uh, he takes the shot, and he hits a mailbox as Roland runs past it. So, obviously, he Which did, is a federal crime. <laughs> he obviously didn't learn the... Uh, 
uh, shoot where they're going, not where they are. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's oh, a yeah. baby. He's what, like two hours old at this point? Yeah. Couple of days, been... maybe. Well, no, no, yeah. it's been a day. Yeah. 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 Been... He was quite literally born yesterday. And, <laughs> and then uh, Drew pops up next. Man, he's like, okay, I got this. And he brain powers a manhole cover. Again. <laughs> oh, a beautiful manhole asset. <laughs> that God, rises yeah, out. One. <laughs> yeah, and it just it gently saunters its way across the screen towards Shadowborg. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. when when he throws it though, man, he he chucks that thing. Yeah, goes flying. <laughs> he catches it head on and chucks it, and it just like darts off. And Griffin, you made the point of j- it would be perfect if we just saw that like rubber manhole cover. <laughs> deck somebody in like urbana city across yeah (laughs) (laughs) like have it have it be an extra like for a like a bit character from a previous episode yeah just it's Uh, just it's dudley in her studio yeah Yeah. i like to imagine it's the uh the construction worker i forget what monster came out of his but i remember he was a construction worker and he was sitting on a park bench whenever it came back in and he was like oh i'm fucking done with this shit and throw it on the The guy eating the donut yeah, the donut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, from lights, camera, too much uh, action. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good. Oh, no more junk right, food We can't have me. a guest on that knows more about our own show than we do. Oh, <laughs> I, it's like, you have staging me? <laughs> I, I make the titles for the YouTube videos, so that kind of helped. Uh, Joe well. gets into a, a t- not a tug-of-war, that's the wrong term, but she gets into a, like a shoving match between with a truck between them uh with oh yeah Shadow she Borg. tries running him over with the truck going <laughs> at a very brisk two miles per hour yeah and they they are like almost evenly matched for the first like two or three pushes and then they just stop and neither no, of them no no the the outcome is basically Shadowborg wins the duel yeah it, i don't know it was uh, it, griffin you pointed out that like it, it looked for some reason they had like a stunt actress pushing the, the car. I can't imagine why. It's a giant <laughs> fucking car moving back and forth. Children have the strength a of a child. Men. I've been told this. I mean, He's yes. Right. It's just, right. please, please, doesn't matter how old you are, if you're on a TV show, don't do stunts. No, never it's do just, your yeah. Stunts. You break a leg and they have to replace you with a different actor. It's horrible. So anyways, yeah, Joe's Joe's stunt stunt double looks like Brittany Konarzewski, the replacement for Joe in the season later on. Yeah, we've talked about yeah. that before. Yeah. yeah. The uh, kind yeah. viewers. I just thought that was neat, you know. It's yeah, like for a it, second, it's, it's like, hey, wait, is it is it, it Joe number two? And it makes second? you wonder if they didn't try to like somehow match the replacement actress a little more to the stunt actress just to kind of save him some hassle, you know? Well, the the while she's doing the stunt, she has the snapback on and the same clothes, and her head is pointed down, so all we really see is the snapback and some of her hair. But yeah, it, she, yeah. it's a it's an acceptable double it's not like obvious oh no oh, yeah. i just thought right. uh, she doesn't have the long ponytail while while the stunt's happening for the most part and uh i thought it looked like the the joe from later on in the season which is fascinating yeah, yeah that's a weird thing to say <laughs> that looks like huh. the same character but later that's not the same character but is but is definitely not yeah uh and we so we jump from Tropic there Thunder. there they're obviously all overpowered by the shadow board mm-hmm. and he, he has, I don't, is it a freezing ray power? 
Is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it meant to be ice? I, th- I think so. I believe okay. so. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell like if it the was effect meant to be like a stack. It's definitely a two D overlay of them, but yeah. I think it's meant to be that they're they're trapped in ice well, because nice. yeah, because he freezes them and he's like, now that's what I call cool. Yes. <laughs> Little frozen beetle pops, that's what he calls them. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's like, it, Ryan, I think you had the, the moment, like, right when that happened, you were like, like, okay, well, what the hell happens now? Like, Right, because <laughs> you, you, you would think, because they can't do anything, they don't have their beetle bonders, they don't, uh, Flabber is the only thing I could think of that would come along and rescue them, you know? Uh, right. But even then, like, Flabber's never really interacted. He's just spoken outside of Hillhurst. Uh, like, oh, I'm going to appear as a fucking fish tank guy and be like, yeah. Hum nam shabai, hum nam shabai. Uh, Are you fucking ch- doing the chant from Temple of Doom? This is driving oh, yeah, me crazy. Dude. <laughs> oh. I was doing it earlier, but I did call him yeah. all whenever somebody was doing something. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite fucking movie <laughs> that would be great uh, but yeah no in fact about Temple of Doom you know the uh, minecart scene near the end after he liberates the children and they're like oh it's the water and shit that scene was actually one of the unused uh, plans for Raiders, Raiders of the Last Ark yeah yeah I know okay, oh. okay Cameron your tracks. turn <laughs> yeah <laughs> lighten Back us Fucking, uh, no, Shadowborg just, like, vanishes, uh, cause he's just, like, I think Joe says, oh, he's just playing a game with us, and when he disappears, they just, they thaw out instantaneously, uh, yeah. and it's like nothing happened, um, and it's- Yeah, another thing real quick is we don't really know if Shadow had any kind of objective when he came into town, other than right. just to be a dick just he's just a terrorist seems like, like that was all he was doing yeah he's yeah. just yeah. he's striking terror into them he's showing them i think a, a big thing that this does that we don't see in other episodes mostly because he's sticking around for more than one episode mm. or well longer period of time for the movie His uh, mark. yeah he's he's able to do what like you see in comic books all the time or in large you know movies or long-form television uh he's like showing them that they're not safe anywhere yeah and it, it's it's mm-hmm. Kind of the you know it's the thing where you you know Green Goblin attacks Peter Parker's apartment or, or, or kidnaps MJ or something like that or uh, you know Superman gets identified as Clark Kent. It's, it's an interesting sh- parallel. I like that. Yeah, like it's it's as much as we're gonna it's as close to that as we're gonna get out of this kind of show. We almost never get that in Power Rangers, so it's it's cool to see that kind of dynamic of like yeah, I know you're in your town and you're uh you know you think you're gonna come and just beat me but no i'm in the middle of a crowd blowing shit up i just froze you i could have ended you but i didn't why didn't i got a feeling we're gonna be having a lot of fun together yeah like, uh, <laughs> he just he just gets all the all the best lines in in this episode and it's great uh and yeah he just like vamoose is out of there that's he turns he... into electricity too. Shut yeah. up. I, I paused it, and he actually he becomes electricity when he teleports. It's cool because it's different from the magnabores, which turn into fire. Yeah, it's a it's a unique uh, uh, teleport. Yeah, we pointed that up the last episode. I don't know if he teleported in the last one, but he uh, he did. It was remember uh, yeah. 
because we talked about the different animations. It was oh yeah, because he was all Palpatine. Oh, that we did. Yes, because uh, we were so used to the fire. Yeah, and it wasn't a reused compressed JPEG. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yes. He does TP out of there when when Vexer creates him. He says, "Go to Hellhurst and fuck with Flabber." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> and yeah. yeah, he does. That's when he turned. Yeah, so we did see that special yeah. effect prior to this. Yeah, and it, it's nice to get that consistency because even with the Magnavores, sometimes they use the fire effect, and sometimes it's just a blank teleportation. They poof out of there, and sometimes it's whatever they want to use that time, or sometimes it's it's uh, uh, Typhus using his cape to teleport in because they just use the Japanese footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a ton of U.S. footage uh, in that fight scene, if you will, I guess you can call it a fight scene, in that attack scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, the kids decide to go check on Nano and Aaron at the comic shop. And that's where we find out that, uh, that's when we find out that Heather's in the hospital. She's broken her leg. Uh, they've got to go check on her, but it's okay because Josh is there and he's a real hero, uh, which has to just grind Drew's gears. (laughs) We see see it very Right. Yeah. (laughs) Grinding multiple gears. Yeah. All of them. (laughs) And, uh, uh, we get a shot of not only the interior, but we get an exterior shot of the hospital and the big sign. They're pulling out all the stops with new set pieces. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're hanging out in the hospital and, uh, Josh is like signing her cast and hanging out with her. And they've, uh, tripping Vanner there, giving her all these gifts. And <laughs> we, it's great to see these three interacting because they're three of the most annoying characters so far on the show <laughs> <laughs> and just getting them all to play off of each other. And like, uh, yeah, you know, trip and van are like huge, just like obnoxious little pieces of shit. We but brought then- you these flowers and this giant fucking bear from Ben Franklin. Um, we know just as a gesture of how thoughtful and considerate we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey guys, back off. Give us some room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's. Uh, it, they, I mean, it feels like Van's about to start complaining about how he's a nice guy. Like it genuinely <laughs> yeah. it starts yeah. to go there. Well, and even like the the three our three heroes come in to check on Heather, and Joe brings chocolate, and or is it Joe that brings chocolate? No, it's tripping Van. Yeah. Trip and Van, but oh, they wait, brought no, the. Shit, uh, shit, 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 shit. It's Josh that brings the chocolate. Trip and Van eat it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They bring, yeah, the giant bear and the flowers. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Trip and Van devour the chocolate, like, angrily <laughs> and sadly, <laughs> like, at their rejection. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the three kids, oh, our dude, three man. kids are like, yeah, you know, right. the, glad you guys are safe. Uh, like, glad, so glad you're okay. Drew gives, like, one glance back, and Josh's hand like feeding her a straw for her drink even though her arms are definitely fine perfectly fine oh, <laughs> so annoying she broke her leg yeah, yeah. They, they the the relationship is uh, it annoys me so much to the point that I actually root for trip and van a little bit in this scene cuz <laughs> they give trip the kid with the glasses one of the funniest lines of the season so far like oh yeah really what do you do? Call nine one one. Man, rival yeah. in Shadowboard with that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do yeah. like it though. Like, <laughs> yeah, just it, tell Shadowboard you were born yesterday. 
dumbass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go back it's... to your daddy, Vexor. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, there's a lot of daddy Vexor jokes that are going to probably pop up in the next five oh, weeks. Oh, probably going to pop wait. up. Yeah. Yep. It's like, Shadowborg, you're low on energy. Return at once. Oh, <laughs> is that your daddy Vexor calling? <laughs> oh. God. So, yeah, the kids head to, uh, they head to Hellhurst because where the hell else are they going to go? And the monsters, again, this is like, I think this has happened almost every episode. For, or at least every other episode for the last like 10 episodes again the monsters are like we're gonna eat you like get out of the house you'd what think you doing? they'd learn yeah <laughs> it's like got 27 episodes to learn it, yeah <laughs> i mean it, they don't have their uh beetle bonding so maybe they i guess it's right and they've, they've got a chance yeah i don't know Even so you're saying there's a chance with just their powers before but right i guess that doesn't work this time like they they very rarely have to borg to beat to you know, teach the Hillhurst monsters a lesson. I think it's they've only done it like once or twice. The very first one they do it, and then, or the, I guess the second episode technically. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't happen that often. And then here they just they defeat them with their own powers, and we get some awesome wire work from Wolfie and Fangula both because Fangula gets spun around by Joe, and Wolfie like gets top. Yeah, like a Beyblade. <laughs> Wolfie gets uh, brain powered away by uh, Drew, and then uh, how was it? Oh yeah, Flabber drops a book on Wolfie. Yeah. Wolfie gets onto like, his feet. Yeah, Wolfie yeah. gets a lot of uh, a lot of t- uh, airtime in this episode. He takes a lot of abuse this episode. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> kind of sad. A when little bit. Dick flabbers on the balcony, and like the kids say, "Just drop it, guys." Flabbers like, "Okay." <laughs> he drops a fucking like Bible on Wolfie's foot. <laughs> yeah, and then so they're asking Flabber, like, you know, what can you do? Flabber's in his firefighter outfit because he had to hit the fire alarm to go down a ladder and whatever. Um. <laughs> you mean the he, the pole, the fireman well, pole? Like, no, it's, 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 it's a ladder. He, was it a ladder? Yeah, it's a ladder with like a siren on his hat. But like the the kids are like, it's an emergency. And he's like, oh, time to get out my outfit of like a firefighter. And so like, he hits it. I, oh, I, yeah. thought it, I thought it was funny. Yeah, he does slide down it, but he yeah he slides down the outside of the ladder. That threw me off. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's still clever. Like I his his little like bit parts and his his skits are always like I highlights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and like Griffin, you pointed out that uh Billy just like ha- he's really been hamming it up the last couple episodes, but he it really mm. feels like in the last few episodes, he's just gotten so into character. He's in a good mood. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like yeah. really nailed it, you can tell. And I assume working on working on the set for this as a movie was probably a little bit different than the re- regular episode. So we got to kind of ham it up a little bit and go a little harder. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. They got more effects in the budget. Uh, as we see when he's trying to describe how they need to get help, he's wearing like, it's a, it's like a Renaissance painter's outfit type thing, but it's in his suit colors of purple and yellow. And he's painting like Pictionary trying to describe things and they're like oh art and then yeah. he turns into a pirate pops out of a treasure chest and they're like uh treasure uh fortunes oh art fortunes we gotta go oh. to urbana urbana or urbana it's urban o city 
where... Urbana. No, Ur Urban A. Urban A. Ur Urbana, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a, so, yeah. Cam, this, this is kind of a payoff scene because they Roland gets him his thinking cap at the end of the previous episode. So he says, oh, I'll think of something. And this is the next time we meet him, and like he says, "Oh, let's play charades," and the answer like will oh, help you. Oh, he's already okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He already had the uh, he already had the solution. Mm. He came up with it on his thinking cap. He just yeah. wanted to be a jackass and like yeah. not give him the information. Like... <laughs> Make him work for it. Right. Well, I mean, what what's in it? What's in it for Flabber? Like Shadowborg's not got it out for him. <laughs> he's just. The kids, this is all entertainment on his part. Which is something they could have explored, really. It's like, yeah. oh, this Flabber's in trouble. Like, yeah, obviously <laughs> Flabber has the ability to take stuff out of out of and into the comics, so you would think he would be the target yeah. for some of the Magnavores or Which Shadowborgs I thought threat. he was going to be the target when Vexor said, go to Hillhurst. Yeah. And, uh, like, the Beetleborgs will retaliate yeah. if, if you get... Um, but I still like what we've got. Yeah, it's still it still leagues above above a regular episode, and like we get another new set piece because they go to Art Fortune's uh, Hunt to the city. Yeah, <laughs> the city, the Urbana city. Yeah, and yeah, we get we get a nice helicopter sh shot of a city of a like a major, you know, like probably L.A. An actual proper skyline. Yeah, yeah, and uh, cut to Art Fortune is. Uh, almost upside down he's at uh, like a, a weird 45 degree angle in one of those exercise uh uh what are they called pivot chairs i don't know what they're actually... i've never seen one in my whole life <laughs> uh, i vaguely remember them from they're... commercials oh, <laughs> in the early uh... 2000s oh well they still but... uh they, they still make them yeah i'm i'm sure <laughs> they do they still make thigh masters too that doesn't mean they're useful uh <laughs> And he pops inversion in. Chair, inversion chair. Inversion table. That's what yes. it is. And I don't remember. I know he was super, uh, um, super eccentric in the convention dimension episode, but I don't think he had as many speaking parts. He mm. is uh, super. Uh, Ryan, who, what was the actor you were equating him to? Well, first I said that I feel like Rick. Mar oh, wait, are we talking about? We're talking about the comic actor. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Art yeah. Art, yeah. Um, so he would have been played magnificently by Rick Moranis, which is leagues above their pay grade mm -hmm. um, or his pay grade or below his pay grade, whatever. Um, but he looked like, what was it? Uh, it was Steve Martin and someone else had a baby. Oh, he definitely. Oh, S Steve Martin could definitely kill this role. Oh, Steve Martin <laughs> and Andy Dick. Actually, no, nice. uh, Phil Hartman and Andy Dick. Uh, that was it. A little yeah, bit nice. of Steve. I was Martin gonna say. I was like, wait, no, it was the guy from Small Soldiers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, he was in that, wasn't he? Yep. He was indeed in Small Soldiers. God, so <laughs> he he's wearing like a like a painter's oh. smock, like a, a one piece uh, a workman's outfit. It's covered in paint. He's got mm. some kind of like a, a weird. Um, uh, pencil, uh, 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 like a pencil protector thing, but it's got markers and, and uh, pens and stuff on it. And all around his uh, uh, office, I guess, are familiar faces. <laughs> it, it's all the it's all the cardboard cutouts that we see in the comic shop usually. And uh, and then you know we get there's a, a little toy of the the um, blue AV, and there's the uh, what's either the twelve inch. Uh, it's either the 12 inch blue beat or, or the uh, uh, stinger Borg action figure or uh, a different 
blue Stingerborg figure from the set. But there's a, a handful of little pieces of set pieces around that are really cool. And he's just like really hamming up the scene in here. And he doesn't oh, believe yeah. the kids that, that they're the Beetleborgs. And obviously they can't prove it outright because they don't have their powers. But they still have their superpowers, which Joe just destroys his desktop computer. Well, and, she she picks it uh, up, but yeah, she doesn't yeah. destroy it. I feel yeah. Like, which well, I think right before that though, Drew uses his brain power to pick up his very like comically large '90s landline oh, yeah. like pastel blue phone yeah. when he <laughs> goes to call. <laughs> he was yeah. about to call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, "No, we're here. We're, we got to take you to this haunted house." Uh, like fiber gave us our powers we got to take you to the haunted house and you're gonna fix it and joe just cracks her knuckles when he refuses and she just we literally the next scene is her her dragging him on his ass up the steps of hillhurst so presumably she dragged him all the way from urbana city wherever the hell that is in relation to charterville like i can understand wanting help but keel hauling the man is a little (laughs) bit rough (laughs) it's a bit much (laughs) <laughs> every time he like like they get to the steps he stands up they let him go and he's like all right i'm gonna leave and she does again cracks her knuckles and he's just like oh no i'm being held hostage i don't have yeah, to say yeah. <laughs> we could do this the hard way or the okay i'm being detained <laughs> <laughs> and he walks in and again the monsters do the same shtick they've all got giant bibs on and they've got giant silverware and they're just like, oh, dinner is here. Dinner's arrived, and <laughs> you're the main coach. <laughs> yeah. And we, we got there, our, and they're like, oh, our Uber Eats is here. <laughs> and we get a an extended uh, chase scene throughout the uh, uh, the like uh, catacomb ch- yeah, chambers. That's the best I could describe it. Um, Back halls. Yeah. That, well, yeah. The thing that's just kind of it's been an an established kind of formula for this the series so far and uh, like a new character comes into charterville they don't think it's haunted they're just like oh it's just a shithole but uh the monsters pop out they'll run around do the scooby-doo thing um but yeah we get some get some different angles of the uh of the catacombs just yeah yeah the uh, the, the music uh, looked like it was uh, uh, I think Ryan pointed out that it sounded like either an extended track and it was just us hearing it longer than than usual or uh, they actually it was like, definitely like it was both longer and they used uh, like uh, it, it seemed like it was either pitched differently or they had an, like a, a different electronic instrument or something but it was it was well, different than the, it was the same music as the outro but it was different than the music from the outro the yeah the outro music you hear it over the end credits all the time and it's i guess just a variation of that theme that the mm-hmm. composer used for like i think specifically for the scenes at the mansion because it's kind of spooky sounding and also a little bit playful yeah it's kind of zany yeah. wacky. Mm-hmm. it's very scooby-doo-esque that's yeah. like the, the perfect summation and like every other time we get this kind of scene it ends with the bookshelf spinning erratically and art, with him glued to one side yeah, art fortune yeah. on one side the monsters well, on the other and the monsters have him cornered and predictably the shelf it's the shelf bookshelf that he finds because 
that's like that's exactly where the kids ended up when they yeah. were in the catacombs in the first episode. And you know, someone inevitably hits the button on the wall. I think it's Wolfie, and it kind of yeah. looks like Wolfie deliberately yeah, touches it. the button. It, it really does look like he was like, "I'm gonna get you out of here, man. Hold on." <laughs> yeah. Like he's a spy, and he's like, "Oh, my bad, my bad, guys. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> he's all goofed man. up again. The bestest boy." Uh, we jump in and we we notice that uh when it's like when they spin around in the uh the like carousel door it's sped up in that same kind of uh, a speed up thing they do when roland runs real fast and flabber mm-hmm. is in the same shot so he's also sped up like his lip singing of his voices of his voice while he plays on the organ is at the same speed, and then the ADR over that is like him lip-syncing to himself at regular speed. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's like really weird. The ADR was just like the actor saying a bunch of random words. I, the I feel like the lyrics, from what I remember, it was just kind of uh, almost like an, ad, an like an ad lib. Yeah, but yeah. what amazes me is that the footage was sped up, so I think the actor in the scene was playing it and lip syncing and really slow so they could time it better in post. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh God, it's a, it's a neat, uh, it's, it's cool to see somebody not meant to be in, in not meant to be sped up and then some, something sped up in the background and they, they kind of pull it off. Like it wasn't, it, it, it's only for a couple seconds and it, it works. It, it happens multiple times in this scene, actually, because when Joe's like lifting up Fangula, that's obviously sped up because there's yeah. wire, like they're spinning the actor Fangula in circles, but slow for safety. And then it's just sped up in post because they also have a little girl underneath him, not yeah. an act, not a stunt double either. That's really yeah. Yeah, the actress herself. And so, yeah, they speed it up later, and Joe has some lines because she's like, <laughs> yeah, take that. And that's also <laughs> post-ADR later. So the, I've noticed multiple times in this scene that they've uh, sped it up for comedy or just for um, practicality. Continuity. Practicality, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. yeah, yeah, that's, uh, the, you know, that's like in there, feel like there's kind of a, a set of like five drop down menu effects they have that are like yeah. their go-tos and that's it's being able to speed something up their favorites yeah that's mm-hmm. one of their favorites <laughs> and it, it works it plays to like the slapstick yeah. comedy a little bit oh it's i just i laughed out loud when that bookshelf starts to spin the yeah. monsters are on the <laughs> other side and flabber like it just like oh but nobody did out oh my honey and, and, and in the back they're just spinning around like kind of like a sight gag from yeah uh from like a naked gun film yeah like a leslie nielsen type bit yeah leslie nielsen that that's the legend i'm thinking of here oh, that, that man yeah and right after this when art falls down he gets back up the monsters aren't in the room flabber turns around and he's like art art fortunes is that really you? And he's a huge fan, of course. And he does Everyone the is. Thi- yeah, and he does the uh, the effect that we get uh, similar to when he first appears and gives the Beetleborgs his it's, powers. 
he splits it's funny because he didn't know until the beetle borgs at all until he gave him their powers right so like he and, had to have become a fan because of the kids yeah well and yeah. i think they tell him who he who art fortunes is in the uh convention dimension episode <laughs> you have very summonable rats sir <laughs> <laughs> oh art fortunes did you draw the rats too <laughs> <laughs> yeah. god uh yeah he god flubber like splits in half and, and he goes like one like each half goes around uh like a bit of wall where the uh, yeah. the pipe organ is like out into the foyer and then through the wall and he appears as one on top of the pipe organ up behind the pipes yeah and he's he's got like flashing colored lights everywhere we don't get the pipettes which is disappointing yeah but, i uh, like the pipettes despite how small their part is i really they're just there i feel like the two characters that were kind of forgotten about later on or maybe there was like the actress herself that they used like wanted to do other things but bottom line is we don't see the pipettes in this scene even though i would have liked to um but it it's still cool like it's a cool homage like flabbers up on the organ like mm -hmm. the color the colors of the beetleborgs are on the pipes as well yeah i think Which during is, yeah. both scenes and, and, and there's and like smoke what, yeah that's yeah. what threw me not yeah the pipettes because that's red blue and green's the same color as their outfits so i assumed they were just gonna be there singing and they weren't uh yeah the pipettes and a uh, ghoulam the statue we almost never see either of them anymore yeah uh and i think maybe that's part of i know when we talked to gabe like as they went through the episodes they were kind of figuring out what was getting better reactions like the monsters are more popular than anything else so they started getting yeah. more screen time mm -hmm. yeah and, really you know things like the pipettes and and maybe ghoulam and stuff like that just weren't getting the reaction and obviously if it doesn't have a toy counterpart or if it's not in multiple episode like plot lines if you want to call them plot lines yeah uh then i i guess it makes sense to kind of sideline them a little bit i'm sure they'll pop up every now and then again yeah but, yeah yeah uh you know there was a good like four episodes or so that we saw ghoulam at least in the end credits uh but yeah flabber on yeah flabber and art are just like really getting along hanging out in like the study uh just sitting there and like chatting like they're growing out they yeah, are growing yeah. down like, like flabber's geeking out about like oh like you make great comic characters and it art's like i cannot wait to draw you and yeah flabber, <laughs> flabber just immediately is just like i look good on paper wouldn't i <laughs> and and then it's the coolest effect so far that the effect that. yeah that's what i was gonna yeah, say uh, uh, he yeah. like he leans down and does almost like a like a, a prince or elvis like pose and a, a giant sketchbook and a giant pair of hands come up and are superimposed over where he was sitting or where he was standing and they like speed sketch him onto the giant sketch pad uh, and then he pops out of the sketch and it's it's really cool holding the pose and everything like yes. it, it does it it really genuinely looks sweet <laughs> i'm picturing a titanic reference with uh art <laughs> oh. art yeah he's got the sketch pan flabbers on the sofa oh God, just paint me like one of your french flabbers <laughs> flab girls yeah he uh 
they start to uh, like they're like oh you gotta you gotta draw something to help us you gotta um I can't remember if they even say like make a new Beetleborg. I don't. Well, the are they kids, specific? The kids have been off screen for a while, but we see them come out of the entrance to the catacombs, and then they see them like hitting it off, right. and then they say, mm-hmm. "Oh, will you help us?" That Shadowborg is history. And I yeah, love that part. and it, I love that oh, yeah. they they don't ask him specifically to to make a new Beetleborg. They don't ask him for a power up or anything like that. He just automatically is like, "I know what will fix this," and just <laughs> yeah. <'cause laughs> we remember we hear the the fucking alarm from town yep. in this scene, which is odd. I thought we were pretty far away from town, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, it's just a really loud siren, <laughs> right? Yeah, they. It's like uh, I don't know. Yeah, we've. We've questioned so often the distance that the orchard is to Hillhurst and that Hillhurst is to Charterville because they can ride there on their bikes, but sometimes they just mm-hmm. drag people there by the backs of their necks. And uh, we shoot from that with, well, we end with Flabber har- frantically playing his harmonica to build up the tension. Well, well, Art. Yeah, Billy's like, he's like doing this ragtime, like, foot in the air, like, kick. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's also a variation of the uh, end credits theme as well. Yeah. It's it's great. And we cut from there uh, back to the uh, the monsters catacombs in the cemetery and, and Vexors talking to the Magnivores. And he's like, you, you've got to go get all the comics from the comic book uh, so that we can take all the monsters out and destroy Charterville. Uh, actually, you're getting ahead of yourself. I actually wrote down the lines in this scene. Oh, yeah. Go and get, get <laughs> the comic books from town. Okay, but why? Because I told you to, Nimcomboot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. God, I, I love Vexor. Yeah. Still. He's... It- Next to obviously Shadowborg's more uh, more effective, but he yeah. got like Vexor's such a like so competent compared to the Magnivores, and he they should have given him yeah they should have given him a big mustache that he could twirl. <laughs> oh man, just right on top of the helmet, and he's yeah, also and played, he's <laughs> he's also played by Joe Pilato. <laughs> okay, it's it's the the villain from Day of the Dead. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. He's Rhodes. Captain Rhodes. Oh Captain my God. Rhodes. <laughs> That's, That's incredible. Yeah. That's great. I have that movie on my desk here, just so I. I it just yeah. helps me. It helps for me uh, remember that bit of trivia. That he <laughs> That's did. Yeah, he did voice work for a little while. Oh, I, wow. Cool. God, you I'm shitheads, gonna... get out there and get those comic books. Are <laughs> yeah. you in a? <laughs> You're in a world of hurt. I'm in charge around here, shit dicks. <laughs> you know, someone. If if anyone's out there watching this or listening, oh, just go to watching. YouTube. Go to YouTube and look up Joe, <laughs> right. Joe Pilato, yeah, and just just have a good time. He was a great actor. It's a shame he passed away recently. Yeah, he he killed it. I really wish he brought some of that anger into the Vexor voice because yeah. God, what that would do for the character. 
but yeah we just we, a whole new level <laughs> yeah yeah we cut immediately back to uh hillhurst and uh zoom in to art finishing up his sketch of the uh the white blaster borg or what will be revealed to be the white blaster borg he's like what do you guys he think he draws he fucking draws kabuto from juko beef yeah. fighter the, the fucking <laughs> plagiarist <laughs> draw us a new beat yeah, i saw okay. this one in japan <laughs> i saw this one on the on the japanese show here you go <laughs> yeah. i i it's it's cool like that's a completely different show with a different tone and different budget and no one none of us knew that was a real show as right. kids. so yeah mm-hmm. it's cool i can suspend my disbelief <laughs> and it's it's a uh you know it's actually a really like good quality sketch that he throws up and uh mm-hmm. and, and uh, compared to, to some of the uh art we see in in the show that usually is like a, a picture of something with a filter over it this is a legit sketch and he's trying to figure out the name is like the white uh the white uh and flabber pops up, the white blaster borg because of course yeah. flabber comes up with the name <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> what do you think guys <laughs> <laughs> he gets the uh, he the, his fucking face inflates and he gets like the a big sun. head yeah. yeah if i were any brighter you would have to call me sunny <laughs> yep <laughs> god and i we get to like a uh, weird another weird point that that came up kind of with with shadow borg but they need a body they need somebody to be the white blaster borg uh for some reason it can't just be a, a robot or autonom- automaton or whatever shadow borg is and it can't be one of the existing Beetleborgs who don't have their powers because that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And Joe suggests Josh Baldwin because we don't know any other children in no! town. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I watched this episode, immediately when Flabber says, who's it's going to be? I'm like, Nano. <laughs> yeah absolutely and that's because yeah, the grandma grandma you know, borg is a badass yeah it, it, it is me, riddle me this is she the strongest character that these kids have ever known yeah oh she's uh, with is like, she the toughest most like experienced person despite oh, her age? for sure she's the only one unlike every episode of or every show season of power rangers she's the only one we see with any martial arts skills whatsoever yeah, and uh, right. naturally, like what I first time watching this arc, I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be Josh. Like the moment they introduce him, it's oh, like, yeah, 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 that's that's the new guy, totally. Yeah, he he's and, got but, mad Tom yeah. vibes. And I was just like, no, not him. Just <laughs> make it make it someone who's kind of earned their stars. And I I kind of wanted it to be. It would have been so funny if it was. It would have been fantastic. Yeah. Imagine like her going <laughs> Beetle Bonda. Oh yeah, <laughs> bad nano <laughs> spinoff show. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, we got to call Gabe back. <laughs> Gabe, we got an idea. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, so yeah, they decide it's gonna be Josh. We cut back to the comic shop. They're they've now. I don't even know if it's the. I guess it's the next day. Maybe it's the same day. It's not clear. But they've got a new shipment of comics in. Uh, presumably, they were all destroyed during the attack. Yeah, uh, they got wrecked. Like that, that, that shipment they got for that big sale is completely squandered. So really, they're in kind of a rough spot here, in terms of like yeah. Heather, Heather's broken her leg. The kids have no powers, and uh, also like things aren't going well for uh, 
the mom it's just roland's dad aaron and and nano like so yeah this new shipment is like really crucial actually yeah and and once again we get kind of like a I don't know, like, them getting the new shipment in because of, of the other stuff getting wrecked. Like, that's, you know, a little bit of stakes getting shown that we aren't used to seeing. And as soon as they start talking about the new shipment and open the box, the Magnivores come barging in and are just like, we're here for the comic books. And <laughs> Nano and Aaron don't react, like, at yeah. all. He he goes into service mode and he's like, ah, can I help you? We're not quite open yet. <laughs> right. He's like, well, yeah. we, we take cash checks, some credit cards. Like, and then zap. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he gets electrocuted. They just go flying across the boxes and everything. And then Nano gets, uh, who is it? Is it, uh, uh, is it it's Jara? Jara. Yeah. yeah. You do mm-hmm. granny cakes. <laughs> God. And she does a, a back or her stunt double does a wow. backwards cartwheel like yeah. into the boxes that Aaron just fell into. And uh Noxic like has his little triumphant spiel mm-hmm. like now Vexor can summon all the monsters out of the comics. And they maniacally laugh, and that's when we cut and to the credits. Freeze frame. Like literally yeah. freeze frame. Freeze frame. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh to be and we get a new end credit scene. Uh I kind of wish we were getting end credit scenes that had something to do with uh, with Shadowborg, but it's cool mm-hmm. that we're getting new ones at least. <laughs> Him yeah, chasing I'll take around Hillhurst. Yes, uh, I mean, uh, that would be great. <laughs> except for the end credit was... scenes. Have the end credit scenes included anything that was not like monsters of Hillhurst? I, think I don't it, think so. Yeah, I think it's always the Hillhurst monsters, so it, it makes sense that it's this. And this one, they're either... Because like the kids haven't even been a part of it, have they? I don't think so. No. Sometimes no. there's a prop from that episode. Like there was the, the lights camera action or light camera too much action. I think they had a camera that Wolfie yeah. was running around with. Uh, so in like Ghoulie's episode where he turned into a, a giant, he was in kind of a spotlight for the end credit bit. And in this one, they're in the attic and they're running around and popping in and out of the, the uh, attic exit in the floor. Uh, Wolfgang falls into the exit. And the other monsters just look down and like, uh, and then they walk away. Uh, it, it's fun. <laughs> Rather it's, treacherous. It's nice like, yeah. please don't step down. Like, yeah, Fangula carries his stuff. You know, off camera, on camera. Fangula walks right past it and like sidesteps the whole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that was a, that was a good uh, a good end credit scene for a, a good episode. This was another one, just like last episode. And I, 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 it's been so long since I've seen this, and and. Uh, Nick Ryan, I don't think you guys had ever seen this arc, had you? Uh, no, I haven't. I saw it when I was really young. Yeah, yeah, that's when I I hadn't seen it since like reruns when I was a kid, and I didn't know it until my most recent viewing. And yeah. I'll tell you why. I, I wrote it down while I was taking notes. Um, <laughs> that sign falls. Uh-huh. The perfect plumbing sign falls, and Josh says, Heather, look out. And I was suddenly, like, transported back to being a kid. And um, I think, actually, it's, I had I have a sister named Heather, which is kind of an interesting parallel. Oh, perfect. And yeah. I I remembered, I remembered a kind of a scary dream I had, or it was like, I don't I, something. I just remember being a child, and in my dream, I said, Heather, look out. 
Yeah, huh. <laughs> it's like I, it makes. It's, I had a huh. few. I have a few, a very few memories of watching Beetleborgs as a kid, and um, I think this is one of them because of that dream that stuck with me. Of uh, like, I guess like me and my sister, like uh, something I think was falling. It's actually very similar to this episode. What happens to evil giant robot chases you down the street? And... <laughs> well, i don't have i only remember some of them <laughs> fair fair yeah oh uh, yeah i uh i i think you know I, I i knew and i think we kind of all knew going into the shadowborg arc that we were going to be impressed and that, that you know we had to throw out uh or we were going to have to throw out a rating system because this was going to break it regardless uh in one way or another and I mean, we're on the second episode out of six and every single one we've gotten to the end and we've been like, God damn it. Come on. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good when everyone audibly groans the moment that freeze frame happens. (laughs) Yeah, I, I agree. And the reason I don't remember a lot of how each episode kind of ends and how it begins is because I recorded it off Netflix and watch it as like a, like a two hour thing. Right. I haven't watched it episode by episode in a long time. It's all just been, uh, I wanted it as a kind of a feature length thing. So yeah, I edited it down just to not include the, uh, the credits or the mm-hmm. intro so that it would yeah. seem more streamlined. And also another thing is that the movie kind of, or episode to episode, whatever you want to call it, feels kind of streamlined and each scene kind of takes you to the next place yeah so yeah when it just kind of cuts and freeze frames and you get the comic panel of whatever frame it freezes on it's like that's i think that's why you guys have been a little bit groaning or disappointed or whatever yeah and you you kind of want to keep watching you know it cuts off in the middle of the story because it's a six episode arc and it's like we're actually invested in this it's it's a an overarching plot which is something we've just never had before right yeah yeah it's uh it's i I wish they'd have more of it to be honest like they need more like oh come back next week and see what's happening like i usually i'm not a fan of that kind of clickbaity-esque uh uh, i don't know yeah Uh, like where it's like oh yeah what's gonna like an unnecessary cliffhanger but whenever there's an actual interesting thing happening like fuck do they work well yeah yeah and uh, I, I don't know how this was introduced when it actually came out in uh, it, uh in the 90s when it was you know coming out it was every aired as an episode it was just part of the right. show but i yeah. i don't i like don't know it was if, every week i don't know if everyone knew that it was going to be six episodes you know like I, I don't know if they like advertised it as like you know a six episode special or the or way whatever. gabe talked in the interview it made it seem like it was a decision after the fact like or well, no, not after the fact. Like they were filming it as a movie. Yeah. Uh, but like it, it wasn't uh, initially going to be released as such. It was just more of like a quirky directoral approach, you know? Yeah. It it was really uh, interesting to hear how, and I I think I mentioned this last week, but um, or at least I mentioned it just uh, to to you, Ryan and Nick, um, talking about getting the the VHS tape because I. I thought I had it and I, and I don't, but I'm going to get it. Cause they're, they're all over the place and they're super cheap. Oddly enough. Heck, not yeah. Super I have after. it. 
I yeah. ordered one off eBay just to I, see. I was the gonna say Binky said that he had one too. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you know, after we get through watching all six episodes, uh, like the plan is to sit down and watch it on the VHS tape because where you know what is the difference and does it feel uh, you know better? Does it is it less uh, well? I was actually really disappointed because um, they cut it to an hour and a half down from two hours, which would oh, be damn. the length of oh, the really? two. Yeah. Of the, t- it, it comes out to two hours on my, uh, cause my recording and yes, uh, some things are taken out, but you might still get a kick out of it to see like what's different and like what was unfortunately squandered. Oh, yeah. But yeah, and I that, think that just makes it more interesting of a compare and contrast thing. Yeah. 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 That's sounds like a decent afternoon. Yeah. Well, and it's a, it's a cool thing because, um, I don't know, like looking at, uh, it's hard to compare, obviously you compare Beetleborgs to Power Rangers, but given like the, the era or the timing that this was made, the Beetleborgs came out, that was like during kind of Zeo and and Power Rangers Turbo and Turbo got a movie that was, uh, horribly, horribly received. And I, have a feeling may have led or had something to do with the way that the Shadowboard movie was a direct to VHS, but then they also just released it as episodes on TV. And even Gabe kind of phrased it as like, yeah, it was partially so that like kids would go and buy the movie, but then you would get it and you'd be like, Oh wait, I already saw this (laughs) on TV. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's a very Saban move. Um, or maybe it was maybe it was Fox Kids making the move, but either way, it's a very like uh, a salesman-y decision. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It, it it's just like a really interesting. This show is like everything surrounding the production and marketing and stuff for this show for some reason interests me so much more than like even Power Rangers and VR Troopers and and stuff because outside of like maybe Mystic Knights of Tiernanog there's so many weird little quirky things that happened with Beetleborgs that you just don't see in the other shows. And, uh, and like, I don't know, it's, it's weird and interesting. And the fact that they have an actual really good arc that most people remember. And when we get, even when we were interviewed with Patrick, all the questions he had prepped that his co-host was going to ask us were about like the blaster Borg and the shadow Borg yeah. and, mm-hmm. and Josh and all that. And we were like, well, you know, we'll have to wait because we're not there yet. But we'll come back. And it's like, damn, like this is what people remember. Like, yeah. When somebody, it's what says, the people want. Right. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But we've only got really one responsibility. Cause we, again, don't have a monster of the week or anything. I assume we will have monsters, in probably the next episode, uh, maybe in two episodes. I don't know how far they're going to stretch out that monster return, but I feel like uh, they're going to have the, oh, excuse me, I'm a burpy boy. <laughs> uh, they're going to have the, uh, uh, I mean, this wasn't an accurately titled episode, in my opinion, because the blaster Borg doesn't exist yet. That's uh, exactly what I felt but, when I, it's like, yeah. I actually came on 
wanted to do this episode because like oh yeah like this is going to be cool like it has that scene where they confront Shadowborg with no powers and then they have to go get art fortunes and he makes the white blaster board and then he fights shadow no that's, <laughs> right. that yeah, is a, about two steps ahead of yourself funny yeah so i on my most recent viewing it ends inside the comic shop with the magnivores about to steal the comics and i was a little disappointed that um the title called rise of the blaster pork doesn't have him in the suit doing right. any fighting actually being a board yeah that's uh confusingly it's in the next title called revenge of vexor yeah and that's uh, i mean we so and just like how the uh white blaster board was only kind of almost half brought up towards the end of the episode i feel like that's going to be the same situation for the villains like we're going to get the episode with the blaster borg and they're going to be having like the upper hand against uh the uh uh magnivores and then then at the end of the episode all of a sudden vexor is going to be like look at all of my penises and then it's (laughs) going to be like fucking in game in this shit where all the portals open up and all the monsters come out yeah it's i get behind it they've never been good at titling episodes uh and it makes sense that in a six-parter when they're trying to fit specific beats in but you're not gonna get specific beats in like the how to cut when you film it like a two-hour movie or an hour and a half movie or however they they structured the filming cutting it into six bits and going okay if we just do every 20 minutes what happens in those 20 minutes? Oh, okay. Well, this nothing happens substantially in this episode other than getting art fortunes and show. They don't yeah. even show. We don't see the suit at all for shadow Bo- or for blaster. Bo- no, they, they sacrifice it for some killer, uh, flab mance, uh, between him and flabber. Yes. Which yeah. is still <laughs> worth it. Uh, but okay. I'm let's, happy with it. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, I know we've, we've said, even when we said last episode, when we right. get through we're, this, we're going to throw out our rating system and start from scratch. But until then. But until then. What did then, we rate the last episode at? Uh, 4.5. Okay, 4.5. that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, so what are you guys thinking for this episode? Out of five flabbers. Uh, Griffin, do you want to lead us off? Five. Five? Yeah. Solid. This is this is the episode I've, I've come back to the most. Yeah. So... Because I think I it's wanna... actually more interest the kids in there like it's actually more interesting without their powers. That's true. right. That would make the whole show more interesting because they mm-hmm. do that in the beginning very sparingly, and then they like kind of drop it all together. And we haven't seen it for like I don't know ten plus episodes. Yeah, it's been it's a so much cooler seeing the kids just be that. like, "Hey, you know how we got actual powers? Let's do that instead of I don't know." putting on a suit of armor just to nuke people from orbit like <laughs> yeah i can get so much that. cooler seeing that but with that i would also put it at a 4.5 as well because as far as all of the previous 20 some odd episodes have been this was on par with the last one as far as intrigue pacing uh use of special effects uh obviously you know with this whole arc i'm sure we're going to just be like blown away in comparison but yeah uh mainly because i was talked down i think didn't i say five last episode you did so i feel like 
whenever we get to the climax of this is probably going to be when we want to say five because we haven't revamped it yet. So I feel like saying this is a perfect episode is only going to leave us uh, kind of uh, for, for want in the future. Like, it, I know that there's going to be an episode that tops this in terms of just like sheer what the fuck ability, uh, <laughs> plot line kind of uh, progression. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, there are spoilers I won't say, so it does. There, there are certain factors of it that I know decline the uh, excitement of this whole arc. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I want to put it at 4.5 just because I feel like there's growth, you know? I, I wouldn't say this is a perfect episode, uh, but it was a pretty damn good one. Yeah. So okay. you're, you're staying at 4.5. Nick, what's your, what's your take? Uh, I do definitely think it was an improvement over the last episode. Um, okay. I do, I do agree with Ryan, uh, in a lot of regards with, you know, later in this arc is probably going to get better, but I do think it is better than a 4.5 because I do think it is better than the previous episode. And I don't want to just sit in the middle between the two and do a 4.75 and we have to have some weird decimal. So I'm going to agree with Griffin. I'm going to go with the five on this. one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to agree. And I'm going to, I'm going to say that it's a five just because like we were really invested in this episode and there were so many beats that I think it hit right, especially with art and art and flabber interacting. Like the fact that they even had that in there, was just really fun to watch them play with and watch those characters and those actors play off each other. Um, I know that we're going to get better episodes after this in, in this arc. And that's partially why this rating system is kind of null and void for these episodes, <laughs> because we know that they're going to be better than everything we've seen prior to this. Uh, if we get an episode in this arc, that's worse than any of the episodes we saw before episode 26, I will be so fucking surprised, but it could happen. I just doubt it. So yeah, I'm going to say a five. Uh, we're probably going to get a lot more fives in the next four episodes. Uh, and that's fine. Cause then we'll go back and we'll, we'll rate them or we'll rank them, um, uh, you know, on a one to six scale to relative to each other. And then we'll start from scratch after, uh, after the end of the shadow Borg arc, and mm -hmm. figure out a new rating system because obviously this has upended and we're probably going to go right back to the status quo after this um, and not really see a difference from when it began. I, I'm i assuming just based right. on based on my memory of yeah. the show. We'll see. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I say, you know, we sit at a five and something I noticed in this episode because they don't have their beetle bonders, our song counter didn't go up at all for the first mm -hmm. time in, in, oh, in a long right. time. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think this the is intro music in place of any time that they would have used the uh, Big Bad Beetle Bros theme. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah With the exception not, not of the intro, I think this is the only episode where the three Beetleborgs don't appear. And the intro is always the exception because yeah. I mean, yeah. fuck, what would we? Yeah. We'd be at twenty-four <laughs> more. <laughs> Or yeah, right. whatever episode we're at. Yeah, we'd be at we'd be at twenty seven more. We'd be on average but, yeah. of like two and a half right. <laughs> songs yeah, so, per episode. <laughs> yeah, so we're still sitting at still sitting at thirty, uh still sitting at thirty on the song counter. I I bet this is the only one that doesn't have the Beetleborgs theme in it at all. But if we catch Oh, I I you might be surprised next week. Oh yeah? Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Well, they, then yeah. I was I look, thinking about I it. Like, it's still, still a possibility. Like they yeah. might, it might take them a little bit to get their powers back. So we can see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Griffin, do you have anything you want to plug? Since I know you, you've got content <laughs> of your own. Not really. Um, <laughs> when we got to the rating part, I thought I would save um, mo- the bulk of my notes for uh, my favorite scene. Yeah. Uh, when the the kids confront Shadowboard. Um, it's interesting that when that alarm sounds and like there's some actual peril, these kids don't run and hide like everyone else. These kids run out of that shop to find whatever is causing that peril. Uh, and these they, they know that they don't have their powers, and yet they run to find the enemy regardless. And this is why I find this one interesting, is that uh, the usual formula isn't in place because they, it's a... The arc, the whole like, the the weird part about this arc is that like it's taking things to the next level, kind of like they're adding in a new variable to the story we haven't seen yet. You know, this this asshole has their powers and like he's just kind of being a jack, like a dick to everyone in the town. Yeah, and that's 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 why I really like this scene when uh, like that there's a town like in smoke behind them and like there's people running uh my favorite shot in any beetleborgs episode is in this episode when they drew joe and roland run toward camera and like i think it's like a crane shot but like then we cut to shadowborg and he's like oh you showed up there's something different about you you don't have your armor and yeah it's my favorite shot in any episode is when they run toward camera we get kind of this music it almost reminds me of like something alan silvestri would compose it's like it reminds me of back to the future or something it's like it's really good it almost transcends it i totally 100 percent transcends the uh the normal quality of the show i think oh for sure yeah they it's amazing like the, just the the shot composition and uh, and some of the different angles you, you can tell they're pulling out all the stops for I, i'm i'm sure they had an increased budget i don't know how you know proportionally what the difference mm-hmm. was to yeah the normal episodes but it's it's really interesting that again talking about like the the weirdness of shooting this like a movie to release it like an episode and then later release it around like christmas time ish on the vhs tape but then still giving it an increased budget to shoot it like a movie, even though it's mm-hmm. probably not going to get a hu- a much larger return from the VHS tape. Uh, is just, I don't yeah. know. That's just such a, from a production standpoint of like how they decide what to give money to is, is a yeah. really, I don't know. It, it, I get the same. It's the same reason that, that like we love Amphead so much. Cause like they threw money at that suit and it's so creative and so cool and they use it twice. And it's like, why did that thing get funding and get the extra budget but then the rest of the mm-hmm. episodes get like you know bare minimum saban budget for your stuff and you get some episodes with not even a monster sometimes it's a habit you know it's it's like yeah the, the episode with the aliens where you just get two monster suits smashed together and stuff like that i don't know 
it's an it's an interesting mm-hmm. thing but it, it gives that like added uh charm to the whole series but also added emphasis to this this arc uh which mm-hmm. even i don't even think that like power rangers with the green ranger or the white ranger arc i don't think they necessarily had an increased budget or increased uh quality to those episodes they just had they had better writing probably because they had plot but i don't think they had better budgets for the green ranger coming in or the white ranger coming in or the gold ranger mm-hmm. coming you know anything like that mm-hmm. and yeah. you get this and it's like oh they obviously threw you know an extra grand or something at this yeah because i think the show was doing well at the time hence the the plan to shoot something that was a know, movie to be yeah yeah like yeah. sort of i think gabe said like, they shot as a movie but also like as a tv arc so yeah. they could get basically two for one mm-hmm. yeah and i i know and it was probably about the time that this arc would have been coming around i know it was doing better in the ratings than power rangers turbo which which isn't saying much because turbo was a, a low rated season anyway but uh it is you know it, it's saying something that it was doing better than than Power Rangers, which is the only thing Saban really nailed, you know, to be able to go forward with, um, partially because Sentai kept going and, and Metal Heroes didn't, but also, you know, they found ways to make shows, or other series have found ways to keep going after things have stopped, and they could have kept going with this if it really went well, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, I don't really have anything else to talk about for this episode. I want to thank everybody who, uh, entered the uh, shadowboard cardzillion contest that we did or not contest but the giveaway um we've uh uh contacted the winner and we'll be uh, announcing that when this episode goes live over the weekend uh and we want to make sure everybody still knows that you can uh, comment on any of our social media or send us a, a, a dm or a pm or whatever else ms on any of our social media or send us an email at bigbadbeetlebros at gmail.com with any comments or questions that you guys want to throw into the episode. If if you've got some uh, uh, a, you know awakened memory from re-watching the Shadowborg episodes <laughs> uh, or you've got some, uh, some favorite bit that was in one of the episodes that we've watched already or something that's coming up that you really want to talk about or to be highlighted, or something that really uh, strikes a chord with you, or anything like that, just something you want to say to us, some shout-out, anything, throw it in the comments, throw it to an email, uh, and we'll feature it at the end of an episode uh, for the Shadowborg arc. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, we appreciate all of the fans, appreciate all of our Patreons, uh, Patreon supporters, obviously. Griffin, we uh, adore you. And, yeah. And you're all... <laughs> uh, yeah, you're you know you're uh, an amazing guy. I'm, I'm so glad that we've we've gotten to to know each other via it, even though this is the first time we've chatted voice to voice. Yeah, it's it's been awesome getting to know you, and uh, uh, I can't wait to hopefully bring you back for for a future episode. And I hope you had a good time being on this one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I've been looking forward to it for maybe a couple of months now. I was just like, yeah, I found your podcast, and I was like oh yeah beetleborg it's like that's cool like i definitely want to hear this and uh it's like oh that they have like they have like one patron oh let's let's change that you know (laughs) two patrons yeah yeah let's get this let's get this ball rolling i'm totally i'm game
So yeah, and yeah, if everyone, if it, leave us comments, we love comments. Like, and if you, if you, if you want someone to talk uh, to about Beetleborgs, yeah, I'm here for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hit us up in the, in the comments. Hit us up on our on our Discord. Uh, it's it's in the uh, uh, link tree on our uh, in the description of our uh, uh, or our bio on Instagram and on on Twitter and Facebook and everything else. Griffin is awesome in our Discord. Always throwing in fun shots and mm-hmm. uh, and gags and stuff like that. And uh, and Griffin and I both are posting in there every time we get you know new toys or uh, or anything like that. I've got some. Uh, some cool stuff in the mail right now that's actually coming from Italy uh, that I cannot wait to get some quality scans done of and show you guys because I don't think any of you have seen what I've got coming in. And it is even weirder and crazier than anything that's on these trading cards that I got, uh, which it's I also have. It's than Merlin's left nut, I tell you what. It actually <laughs> probably will be by the time it gets here from Italy. Uh <laughs> So yeah, uh, thanks again, Griffin, for joining us. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. With that, I've been Cam. I have been Nick, and I've been a speck on the windshield of life. <laughs> <laughs> and before we sign off, I've been Drew Griffin, and I just had a few more notes on my thing. I just want to tell you when they stand up to that Shadowborg, those three innocent children stand up to Shadowborg. They have no powers. All they have is their civilian powers, but they realize that they're superheroes, I think, without their suits or not. Oh, yeah. And that's something that I actually carry over into real life. It's like, I may not be super, but um, you know, I'm going to stand up to that bully that, you know, if anyone tries to walk all over you, just be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not going to stand aside. And I like how these kids stand up to shadow and that it, it almost makes me want to like jump into this scene and be like, stand in front of those kids and be like, why don't you go back to the hole you crawled out of you big asshole. Right. Cause I root, <laughs> I root for those kids, especially in this episode. And uh, yeah, it's just had a sort of a profound effect on my life. So, yep. That's all I got. Thank you, Cam. That's awesome. <clears throat> for sure, man. And yeah. We've been the Big Big Bad Beetle Bros. Bros. Thanks, guys. Uh, uh.